Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hey, welcome to the Women and Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Fran Brunel. I'm the president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc., a company that specializes in mergers and acquisitions within the manufacturing sectors and nationally. And I'm your host for today's show. So today, we are absolutely thrilled to have with us Cara Branch. Kara is the founder and CEO of Black Girls Do Engineer Corporation. It's a 5013C nonprofit. It was established in 2019 and they're located in Houston, Texas. Black Girls Do Engineer is passionate about developing young women in all areas of STEM. The organization provides mentoring, personal growth regimes, STEM projects and activities and guidance on career paths based on insight from professional women that are leaders in the STEM industry. The organization's goals are to provide access, awareness, and advocate for 2 million Black American girls to pursue STEM careers by the year 2050. Kara holds a Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering and an MBA. She's young, but she's already had an amazing career, and she is truly making a difference. Kara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, so I'd like you to introduce our listening audience to your organization. Tell us why you started it and a little bit about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So my organization, Black Girls Do Engineer, was started in 2019, and it's really because of my oldest daughter. When she was nine years old, she came to me and she said that she wanted to become a software engineer. When she said that to me, I was completely floored because I never really talked about what I did at home with my daughters. I have three daughters. I had this vision of my daughters, especially my oldest. She loved art. So I had this vision for her to travel the world. Never imagined her wanting to go into the space that her mom worked in because of all my trials and tribulations. I have always been the only Black woman on all the teams that I've worked on. And so I didn't want that for my daughters. I wanted them to just really go out there and experience life and just have a great time and live. But when she said that to me, I knew I had to do two things. One was if anyone who can help her achieve her goals was her mom to becoming a software engineer because I'm a chemical engineer myself. But two, I wanted to create a space for girls who look like her to be able to come together, who share the same passion, and also do some work around exposing girls in my community also to what STEM is. And so that was the day that Black Girls Do Engineer was born. Fabulous. Tell us what age groups are you working with? Yes. And so we actually started our first year, we started working with nine-year-olds all the way up to 21 years old. And so it's a big age range there, but our organization, we kind of structured like a tree. So they are actually developed throughout the uh, program with levels. And so none of the girls do the same thing. They all do things that's tailored to their age group. However, one year going into our second year, our, our parent reached out to me with her seven-year-old daughter who was homeschooled. And she asked me to take a chance on her. She was like, she's very mature. And so we feel that she can adapt well to your program. So I said, sure, let's try her out. She came in and blew me away. I always tell people she was my youngest, but you would have thought she was my oldest. And so because of her, 
when we went into our third year, we did a pilot with 10 girls from K through third grade. Wow. Um, and uh, kind of see if they could adapt to all the hands-on activities that we do around STEM. And so they all have done amazing thus far. So going into our fourth year, we actually be starting with girls at age six. Amazing. That's fabulous. Talk to us a little bit about the types of activities that you do with these girls that spark their continued interest in STEM. What are the activities? Yeah. So our focus year is the year 2050. So everything we do is really future driven. And so we focus on a lot of what research has shown us of what that year will look like for careers, right? And so we do a lot of things around artificial intelligence. Our girls, since we started in 2019, have always built robots, but we wanted to really create that artificial intelligence piece and include those two together. Um, We also do a lot around environmental, renewable, and sustainable energy, which is a hot core heart of mine because I started in oil and gas in my industry. And then from there, we also do some things around life science. However, I feel like sometimes get left out of STEM a lot. And so we want to yeah. make sure we included it within our program. And aerospace, I've worked in the aerospace industry as well. But my second daughter, she came to me and she wants to be a NASA engineer. Now she's seven. So that's the way that she knows it as just NASA engineer. And so because of her passion for space, the space industry and her love for NASA, Uh, I wanted to incorporate that program for her. And so we focus a lot on those four uh, elements when it comes to STEM, as well as some new introductions we're exploring around cybersecurity, a lot around blockchain technology, a lot of those new conversations, right, that everyone is having and exploring themselves. So we incorporated those around our STEM program. But there's also other things that we do outside of STEM, which is our mentoring We have a mentorship program, a financial literacy piece to our program, which is very critical for myself because I come from the underserved community, myself, first-gen college graduate. And um, I went from graduating from college to managing um, multi-million dollar projects. And so that was a learning curve for me. And so we wanted to make sure that we were able to provide that financial piece for girls to understand how to invest or what our rate of, you know, return on of investment means, right? You hear that all the time in a company ROI. So to be able to teach them what that means and also take care of the salary, right? The salary of these careers that these careers offer, how to manage your money when you start making a lot of money, because there's a lot of money that could be made in these career spaces. And so we make sure we incorporated that as well as college prep. We really push college with our program. We do believe and support that skills development in other areas are are very important as well, but we tailored more for four-year colleges. And so we introduced a lot of support there to helping the girls in our program get to college, right, Mm -hmm. to become these professionals as well. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. So first of all, I love the fact that you're doing financial training, financial literacy. This should be in every school in the United States. It is amazing to me that you can hire someone that's out of high school or even out of college sometimes, and they don't know how to balance a checkbook. They don't understand the basics of business. It's incredible. So good for you. Curious about, so how does the program look different for a middle school girl versus a high school girl that's considering a major 
in STEM in college? What does that look like? Well, our high school girl, I like to tell people they're in our eyes, they are engineers already. When I say that, that they're doing innovation projects more so, they're using the engineering process to problem solve. They're pretty much being exposed of what the day of a life of an engineer looks like within the company and the critical thinking skills to be able to think through a problem, implementing a lot of teamwork with them and teaching them how to understand all the new things that's coming out, their future, right? That belongs to them for sure, I believe. And they're pretty much me and my team. We're all still professionals. So they're pretty much learning everything that we know. Our middle school girls are more like in training to get to that innovate phase. They are innovating, but they're also spending a lot more time doing a lot of more hands-on activities, learning those skills and learning how to develop them. So when they get into our high school portion, they're able to just take off and soar with the innovation projects that we give them. And our elementary students, they're just having fun. They're just learning about what all these wonderful hands-on activities that we do with them can lead to, what the possibility of what that career can look like for them. Why if they make slime, you know, why is that important? And where can they go with that, right? To them, because they're just mixing things. But why is that fun? To take that fun and understand that they can take that fun into a career is how I envision it for them. So we just have a lot of fun with them, for sure, the younger ones. So I know your organization has only been around since 2019, but has anyone come through your program and actually established a career in STEM? Absolutely. So our college students, mostly one of our college students, she came to me wanting to transition into tech was her goal. She was very clear on her goal from day one that I met her. And so she joined into our organization We were able to work with her, with her resume, help her with her interviewing skills, also her technical development. We do a lot of training around that. So making sure she had the skill sets to go into tech. And then we put her out there. We send her to conferences for sure. A lot of great, wonderful conferences. And she was able to land some great interviews with these companies at these conferences, which led to her being able to gain employment with a wonderful company. So now she's transitioned from Houston to L.A. for sure. And she works wow. and do what she wants to do. You're changing people's lives. You know, it's funny you say that. I was talking to my team about that the other day. They tell me to sit down and reflect more because in my mind, I'm just going, going, going because I'm. that's what I'm doing. That's what I aim to do. Change people's lives, impact them in some type of way and just trying to help others. My goal is to be for them what I wish the one would have been for me. And so I spent a lot of time investing into them and showing them the, all their possibilities. I don't sit down and think about it a lot, as I should, but when I do take time to think, I am. I really am changing people's lives. Yeah, you truly are. You truly are. Does your organization help any of these young women get scholarships for their STEM education? So we take it two ways. So one, we have our own scholarship fund that we offer. So Girls that join into our program, they have an opportunity and our juniors and seniors with the, we also have guidelines in place that they have to meet and we award them scholarships. For example, typically award out at the end of April, which we did our scholarship committee. They selected her and she was awarded a $12,000 scholarship for college. And so that's one way we go about it for our program. However, there's a lot of scholarships out there. So we are really huge on highlighting all the scholarship opportunities around STEM on our social media platforms. So not just the girls in our program, but our community could be aware of all the 
applications out there that they can be applying for as well. Yeah, I think for you, beyond what already exists, I think that there's an opportunity for your organization to interact with the business community to develop new scholarships that are specific to your organization. You know, you look at all of the giant companies within the United States that are involved in STEM All of them struggle with a skills gap Mm -hmm. and all of them have money to give away. And all of them would like to say that they helped contribute to, you know, the success of young people entering STEM, especially young women. So I just see that as a huge opportunity for your organization. Absolutely. And I think with the scholarship we just handed off was in partnership with the company, And I think what made them more eager to continue to work with us because the scholars that's within our program. So when they were seeing that these girls already know what they want to do, where they want to go, but the grades behind them, that these girls have the opportunity to go to whatever college they want to go to, the only issue that they have is money, right? It's like, how, how do I pay for it? And I think when the company started seeing this through our application process, the girls that or in our program, that's just, they're just amazing. I can't, can't express it enough. They started to get one and get behind us more and more and support that. I do agree with that. I, I know we can use support from many partners with that because that is a huge concern. I talk with a lot of my parents all the time about it. They're like, my daughter wants to go here. It's out of state. How do I pay for that? Or, you know, it could be local. How do I pay for that? And so it's like to be able to help Somewhat in some way or form and have a company behind us to really help is something that I feel is much definitely necessary for the girls. I'm for sure that I know and within my community, they can use that help. So I'm going to ask you to speak into something continuing on this line of thought. If we have these large corporations listening in today, I would like you to give them insight. You talked about strict criteria that you have for these scholarships, and you also talked about how amazing the young women are and what their grades are. Speak into that. I want these corporations to understand the quality of the young women coming out of your program. Yeah, they're most definitely going to be in STEM professionals can say a lot of my girls have been with me since 2019 and they have repeatedly stayed with me and I can tell you all of my high school girls have been consistent on their colleges that they selected and their career choice so these girls are very determined they're showing up consistently to every meeting and being a part of as much as they can be a part of because this means a lot to them going into these spaces this is a huge passion of theirs And that's important for any corporation to have people who really want to change the world and go into these spaces because there is a gap there. There's a huge gap. These girls outside of me, they go above and beyond to see what other skill sets they can get to be prepared for these companies. And so I'm very fortunate to work with the girls that I work with. And I know that whatever corporation they go into, they're going to be a great leader for that company to grab for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm of the opinion that there is such a great need in cities throughout our nation for an organization like yours. 
And I know that you've, even though it's a young corporation, you've expanded some. Tell our audience about this. Yeah. So expansion really came from being a very data person. I'm a data-driven person. So I would say that is one reason why we decided to expand because of all our interests from certain areas, but also the people. So we are now expanding to Los Angeles, California, and New Orleans, Louisiana. And that's particularly because of the people have shown up and want us there. And it's an exciting time, for sure. The reason why LA really happened was because of my alumni. So my alumni that comes out of this program is the ones asking me to go out and start these chapters. And so it's a great feeling when you have impacted these individuals' lives and they want to continue to impact other people's lives because of what you've done for them. If you ask them, it's because they don't want to leave me (laughs) because how I've changed their lives, really. And LA is really led by one of my alumni, the one who we were able to help get employment over there. I thought she was going to go work. (laughs) and live her life. And she asked me, can she start my chapter there? And so, which she's phenomenal. Piggyback off of what I mentioned earlier about being leaders in companies, the company she's been at, she's a leader there. She's in the room having important conversations. She's really like engaged in helping that company grow. And so that's the type of girls we're producing out of this program. But it's because of her, we're really there in LA. And we have lunch there, and she has a phenomenal team, some professionals behind her pushing that effort. Same for New Orleans, wonderful team there. The people have wanted us there. They keep showing us time and time again that they want us there. So that's why we've been able to really branch out because of our alumni and also the people of the community. Mm. So if people listening to this are saying, hey, I would love to have something like this in my city. Are you open to women reaching out to you to start a chapter in their city? Oh, absolutely. Because we have built the infrastructure to do so. So it's just like, I tell people I I run my nonprofit like a corporation because I've been in corporate for so long. (laughs) And so we have everything in place for to take our chapter anywhere we want to take it. We've been doing a lot of digital transformation of our own. So we have a lot of great infrastructure, a lot of great trainings, orientation. So whoever wants to come to us and say, hey, I want to take this here, we can do that because we built that already to do so. So describe to us the ideal woman to begin a chapter of Black Girls Do Engineer in other parts of the country. What's the profile look like? Yeah, so most definitely requirement is you you have to either be working or have worked in the STEM profession. My team and I all still work in our profession. So having an engineering background, technology backgrounds, anything that's a STEM-related career type background, we require that you have that. It can be uh, we mostly have women, but we also have men too. <laughs> we have some okay. men that are, they work with us and they are allies. And so they go out there and advocate for us as well. Same requirements though, them background. Those definitely have to be passionate and love to work with children and wanting to put a lot of time into this. It takes a lot of time. It's not something that you can just do for a few hours <laughs> within the month. It requires a lot of time. My team and I are dedicated to this and work full-time jobs. And so we want someone driven like us, someone who's excited about the future and what those future careers look like. People who also want to learn. You may not know on day one how to come in here because we do coding and robotics, but you have to be willing to learn 
how to do those things and, and be open to just being our, our whole vibe. We're really a big family. <laughs> so people on my team and I are yeah. like a big family. We love working together and none of them knew each other. They only knew me. <laughs> so wow. we love working with each other in all of our chapters, the team people that we were having, even at, through, during our expansion, they're really like us, like the heart of how Houston is. And so we look for that. We look for that personality for sure. Key thing for us. So I love the work you're doing. It's an absolute honor to have you on. Tell us before I let you go, how can the business community best help you? What do you need? Yeah, some things that we need are sponsorships. We always need sponsorship for activities and things that we do. Most importantly, we like to partner and we like long lasting partnerships. We like really work with our partners over time. So we're always looking for that. Volunteers, we can't get enough volunteers. We do a lot of great events in our community, but also a lot of great events with our members. So we would love for people to sign up to volunteer with us. And you can do that from doing hands-on experiments with our girls or with our mentorship program. We're always looking for mentors for our one-to-one pairing with our girls in our program. And so that's another volunteer opportunity as well. So those would be my top three that I would say. Wonderful. So listen, if people are starting to run out of time, I want to make sure that you tell the listening audience how to reach out to learn more about what you're doing, learn more about how they can help, how they can volunteer and where they can give. Absolutely. So you can learn more about us on our website at blackgirlsdoengineer.org, or you can email us directly at info at blackgirlsdoengineer.org. And feel free to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn by just following us at at BlackGirlsDoEngineer.org. Wonderful. Kara, thank you so much for being with us. You're an absolute delight. I love the work you're doing, and we wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, so if you're a woman in manufacturing or in an industry that's servicing the manufacturing community and you'd like to be on this show, reach out to me, Francis Brunel on LinkedIn, or just call my office at 908-387-1000. I would also like to encourage our listeners to visit whampodcast.com where you can see all of our shows and other shows brought to you by the Jacket Media Company. Thanks for listening today. We appreciate your time. Thank you for joining the WAM podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>